Welcome to episode 33 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, and I'm the author of On Location, a film and TV lover's travel guide. Today's a shorter podcast episode because it's just little old me talking about some things I wanted you to know about film festivals and film and television travel. Let's get started. everyone. So it's been a while during our stay-at-home orders. I think we're at day 70-something in New York. 80-something, my husband says. And I've been working hard on ghostwriting a few books for some clients, reviewing movies and writing articles for filmbook.com. And speaking of which, my latest review is on Vivarium with Jesse Eisenberg, which was creepy and weird. So keep an eye on the website for that. I've been downsizing my home still, getting buzz out about my newest travel book, Road Trip, the Sports Lovers Travel Guide, downsizing my home, putting the for sale sign up, and waiting. In the meantime, what else is going on? So some things in New York are starting to open up again. One of those things is the drive-in. You can go to the drive-in and see a movie now. My daughters just went to the drive-in this weekend where they saw Sonic the Hedgehog in Greece, which is, I think is a dream come true for Sammy since she's a super fan of that iconic movie. So what else can you do? Well, if you're like me, you're still binging television shows and movies like There's No Tomorrow, but all you want to do is travel. Of course, what can you do in the meantime? And I know some of you are starting to get out there a little bit, but not all the businesses or the venues or even the things that I talk about in my book are open up yet. And some of you will just want to stay put. So I think it's a good mix right now. So I decided today to talk a little bit about virtual film festivals and you know, one of the things um, that I wanted to say is that film festivals still need our support. A lot of times during the year, you have people who actually travel to the film festivals. Some of them have canceled for the year. Some of them are still going on and some of them are still going on, but going on virtually. Now, they need our support because this is a great way for independent movie creators to bring you their genius. I've seen some great movies at film festivals, and it's a terrific way to watch something from maybe an up-and-coming director or writer, or, you know, you just might find the next favorite movie at a film festival. And once you're done watching, hopefully virtually, you might consider donating to the film festival as a way of saying thank you for putting the films online. Or share what you saw and spread the word about that particular film to help promote it. It helps the filmmaker. It helps the artists. Whatever works for you. So let's talk a, few, a little about some of the few uh, 
film festivals that are out there and what they're doing. Now this, remember, this is just an example. And I just wanted to kind of inspire you to go online, find out what's going on, um, you know, maybe even in your own area, or maybe one of your favorite film festivals is now online. I can't do all of them. There's a ton of film festivals out there. I can't use the podcast to talk about all of them. So here's just an example. So for example, there's the Wild and Scenic Film Festival on tour. And it's presented every year by the Santa Fe Watershed Association. And if you go to SantaFeWatershed.org, you'll get information about the film festival. And every year it features about a dozen short films that celebrate nature, inspire activism. So it's all environmental. And the festival is about 18 years old typically runs about five days and then it goes on tour. But this year they're streaming the first half of the film festival from May 26th through May 31st. And then the second half is going to go live on June 3rd through June 7th. Now you do have to buy tickets for this event, even if you're watching it online, but keep in mind you're supporting the film festival that way. And hopefully they'll be able to do a 19th year next year. So sales benefit the Santa Fe Watershed Association, which works to protect and restore the health of the Santa Fe River. So that's one example. In my neck of the woods in New York, one of my favorite film festivals to go to is the Woodstock Film Festival, which is typically held in October. Throughout the year, they usually hold events to help raise money, but this year, of course, has been tough because they can't do any in-person events. But they've been really creative by holding a series of online talks that highlight films by festival alumni, and they invite audience members to join the conversations from the comfort of your own home. And a lot of these are free and you could just sit back and, and, you know, they had one just recently with Tim Blake Nelson, who did the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Just Mercy and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And, you know, you could, like I said, you could watch this from home. It's free. And then just consider donating. They have had other events where you've had to purchase a ticket in order to be a member in their virtual audience. But again, it goes for a really good cause. And if you go to WoodstockFilmFestival.org, they have up on the top a virtual, or I think they call it Woodstock Festival at Home. I don't remember the exact wording, but you'll see it on their website. Check out the events that they have coming up and consider supporting them. Again, that's my favorite film festival. What's yours? Maybe it's the Tribeca Film Festival, which is held in Tribeca, New York every year. It's absolutely huge, and it was supposed to take place when all of this started. I was actually supposed to go, and it was canceled, but now they offer a variety of Tribeca talks at home. So in case you missed it, they actually have on their website a list of the Tribeca talks at home that they've done, and you can go to their Facebook page and see the ones that you've missed. So that's it. Tribeca Talks at home and then it's parentheses Cinema 360. So you could check out their website. I'm sure that if travel and everything is safe next year, Tribeca Film Festival will be back. Um, We're talking about also, you know, that's a huge festival. Um, You know, consider some of the smaller festivals like the Santa Fe one that I talked about and even Woodstock is as much as it's been around for so many years. It's small to the extent if you compare it to like a Tribeca or a Cannes Film Festival. Um, So consider looking and seeing what the smaller film festivals are doing too. Now, interestingly, 
starting May 29th and running through June 7th, there's an online film festival on YouTube. It's called We Are One, a global film festival, and it's being produced and organized by New York's Tribeca Enterprises. The YouTube-hosted event will feature programming from 20 top film festivals, including Cannes, Toronto, Sundance, Berlin, Tribeca, and the Venice Film Festival. Now, it's free to watch. It's not going to have any ads in it. There's no indication yet what films are going to be running, but still, you just may find something you absolutely love. They'll have feature films, shorts, documentaries, music, comedy, and even panel discussions. Now, there's some good news on the film festival front. I mentioned the Venice International Film Festival. It's the world's longest-running film festival, and it's still on for the dates of September 2nd to September 12th this year. Now, that's all the information I have. There, it, they have said that there's probably going to be fewer films this year, and nobody really understands how it's going to be handled yet. But if it's of interest to you, at least there's some good news, and hopefully everybody can participate and be safe and get back to what film festivals do. So now the question is whether or not film festivals uh, premiering films online is a good idea. And just recently, Variety had an article about this, and I'm not here to debate the article. Um, the article actually said that in some cases they can understand it because at least it's getting the information and the films out there. Some films aren't going to debut that were supposed to debut at film festivals because they don't want to debut that way. They want to debut because you only debut once and they want to debut at a bigger name, um, film festival ver versus just online. But at the same time, the festivals need the PR the films need the PR. The filmmakers need the PR. They might even it might even help in their fund, um, you know, fundraising. So maybe it will help for them to put it online, and you never know who actually will watch it and decide to fund your film. So maybe it's your first foray into film festivals. Who knows? And that's okay. Maybe it encourages you to travel to the festival the next time it comes around. That's even better. So it's a matter of where you fit into that. I'm just putting the information out there, and I hope that you'll watch. Now, there's also the Paley Center for the Media. Um, Paley Center for the Media is in New York City, and they usually have a lot of events every year with some of your favorite shows and celebrities. They've been running some of their panel discussions that they've had in the past and doing some virtual ones and putting their stuff on their YouTube channel. Please consider them um, if you're going to help support um, – you know, the, the Paley Center for the Media, they're not a film festival per se, but I love the, the content that they put out and I want to make sure that they don't go under in all of this as well. Now, let's talk about travel. So obviously, it's hard to travel right now. You can't go out of the country or if you can, a lot of things aren't open. You might want to consider a virtual tour. Just recently, um, you know, I learned about uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's slateinscotland.com. And they actually do virtual travel tours of Scotland where Outlander is filmed. And they will take you on all of the, well, not all, but on a, on a large chunk of the locations that Outlander is filmed. Now, they're not a sponsor of my show. I don't get a kickback if you do a virtual tour with them. 
I just liked what they were doing and thought I'd pass along the information. You know what I say to that, honey? What do you say? Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my husband. He uses that on his podcast, and it's really cool. It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so it's been a while since I've given you a YouTuber pick of the week or pick of the podcast, because sometimes I skip a week. <laughs> but this week, I'd like to get back to doing that. So I'm going to give a shout out to uh, YouTubers who have been watching for a while now, and I think they do a really good job, and it's Trent and Allie. And I found Trent and Allie's channel probably about four months ago, and they traveled up until just recently in a van around the world and really did a great job putting out content about where they were, uh, what they were going through. They, they did beautiful YouTube work. I mean, really, it's like you, these guys know what they're doing. The pandemic hits and they're stuck in another country trying to get home. And they actually had to abandon their van that they had lived in for several years, leave it there so they could get on a flight to come back. Um, and it was, you know, it was pretty scary for them and emotional because they had remodeled this van, this RV um, that they were living out of for several years. And, you know, they had to leave that behind and they hope one day to get back to it. But right now they're on, they're living on Trent's mother's farm, remodeling a new RV that they're going to um, live in in this country and helping Trent's mom to build a greenhouse and a chicken coop and a lot of other fun things. Now, of course, the greenhouse and the chicken coop isn't travel per se, but go back and look at some of their other videos. They're a young couple. They're fun to watch. And honestly, I don't think Allie ever stops smiling. They're inspiring, even if they're bummed that something isn't going their way. So again, it's Trent and Allie. They're my YouTubers of the week. And I hope you'll subscribe to their YouTube channel and check them out on Instagram. They have a ton of YouTube subscribers, but who could always use more, right? Um, so on that note, like I said, this was going to be a shorter podcast. Next week on Real Travels, I'm going to talk about filming in my area of the Hudson Valley. What are some fun things you should see here if you decide to visit? I hope you'll tune in. In the meantime, you can pick up copies of my books at oblongbooks.com. Thank you so much for supporting independent bookstores. If you haven't already subscribed to my podcast or left me a review, please do so. It helps me to continue and grow the channel. Please visit realtravelsmagazine.com. As I've said for the past couple of weeks, it's still in its early stages, but it's worth checking out. And I'm still working on my Virgin Traveler website to include some great upcoming tips and trips and information for you if you're new to traveling. And many of you might be new to traveling, especially after the pandemic and being stuck in, you might be saying, I'm finally going to go out and get on the road and I'm going to help you to do that. On that note, like I said, I'll be back next week. Please reach out to me on Twitter at Virgin Traveler. DM me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. I also have a Real Travels page on Facebook. So there's plenty of ways to keep up with what's going on in my life and reach out to me. So again, thank you for stopping by and listening. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.